0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to this Friday edition of the Logan Blackhead Show. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry for missing the show the other day. I apologize. I greatly apologize. I did not realize what day I was going to be gone was until I was already gone, and I apologize for that. So, where I was this past show, so Wednesday show, so we recorded it on a Tuesday. I was up in Cedar Falls. My friend Christian, he had a guitar recital up there. So me and three other friends from the Central Iowa area that are in town drove up to Cedar Falls Tuesday night and then met a few of our other friends up there. Went to the recital, drove back to the Central Iowa area after it was done. So didn't get back until about 1 o'clock, one fifteen in the morning. And then I woke up super early the next morning to get ready for work. So it was a fun day. But it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it going up there to Cedar Falls this this past Tuesday, because it's always fun to go see your talented friends. Because I'm just going to speak for myself. I don't know how everybody else out there feels about their group of friends. I have a very, very talented group of friends. In regards to music, in regards to art, in regards to sports, whatever, I would like to argue that my group of friends is the most talented group of friends out there. We got a lot of musicians, more than anybody. But there are also a lot of very talented people in other aspects of life. And I'm not going to go through all of them now because I don't want to accidentally forget to leave someone off. I don't want to forget someone, basically. Because then if they listen to the show, they'll text me and go, why didn't you mention me? So I'm just, I'm just going to avoid it altogether. And if you're one of my friends, you're very and you're talented in one of those things, or any other things... You can go, you know what? Logan was probably mentioning me or thinking of me when he said that. Give yourself a nice pat on the back and say, I am talented. <laughs> uh, but, man, it was fun. It was very fun. I've never driven up and back to Cedar from to and from Cedar Falls in one night. It's a long night. And Highway 20 is not the most exciting drive in regards to sightseeing, which you get a lot of that when you leave central Iowa until you get to the bigger cities like Des Moines, Iowa City, Cedar Falls, all the roads that lead you to these bigger cities are not very sightseeing. They're very boring. And Cedar Falls is another, I guess you can consider that a decently sized city, at least Waterloo. Anyways, but we'll say Cedar Falls for because that's where you and I is. So it's it's fun. It was fun though. Hanging out with four three of my friends driving up there. Drives of longer periods feels so much shorter when you're talking the entire time. When you're sitting by yourself just jamming out the tunes, it's not terrible. I like being in the car by myself. I'm a very introverted person, so I can survive long periods of time without any real meaningful social interaction. I am very capable at entertaining myself for long periods of times, if need be. I know a lot of people, it was just dating back to when COVID-19 first kicked off, when the pandemic first kicked off, there were some people out there that were struggling with the fact that they're not going to be able to do some of the things that they always like to do because they're shut down, most notably bars. I'm not one that needs to go out there and have a great time with people. I love hanging out with friends, but I can hang out with myself. So hanging out in a car ride is fine. A two-hour car ride's fine. I can do that perfectly. j to some tunes, Kendrick Lamar, who? Thundercat, who? Other artists that I just can't rattle through. Eminem, old Eminem, specify old Eminem. Dr. Dre in there as well. There's some just... Awesome artist you can jam out to on the cry rides to these long way places, these places that are far, far away. But I've never done a car ride like that in a while that was full of dudes, full of the dudes, guys being dudes, going to Cedar Falls. But I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Fun, fun day. 10 out of 10. Would we'll do again. And we got some hibachi grill stuff. Oh, it was so good. I spent $36 on myself. $36.36 was the total. That might be the most expensive dinner I've ever bought for myself ever. But it was good. It was totally worth it. Now, the next morning, if you want to feel really bad about your self-esteem, go to these places like Hibachi Grills and other places as, as such. Don't do a number two. And then weigh yourself in the morning. I was five pounds heavier than I normally was. Because not only did we go to this Hibachi Grill place, we went to Dairy Queen right after and ordered a bunch of Thin Mint Blizzards, which was delicious. It was amazing. i never had a Thin Mint Blizzard before, but I was really thankful that I got one that day because it was absolutely phenomenal. I, for one, love Thin Mints. I, for one, also love Blizzards. So I just thought, you know what? This might be a good combination. And it turns out I was 100% right, as I usually am about everything in regards to everything. Even if you disagree with me, that means you're wrong. You can't just, it's impossible to disagree with a guy that hosts his own podcast. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think that goes through your head very often. That you, it is impossible to disagree with me because I have a platform where I can give my opinions and you do not. Granted, I gave it to myself, but I still have one and you don't. So flipping you off right now, you can't tell, but I'm flipping everybody off that says I'm wrong because you're, you're wrong. What do you know? And where I would love to be 100% right, because obviously, you know, I'm being sarcastic. I know I'm not right about everything, mostly. But one thing I would like to be right about, or at least get somewhat accurate, is drafts. The NFL draft is coming up on April 29th. We are two weeks away from the 2021 NFL draft, and I am very, very excited. So as we get closer to the draft, the more and more rumors come out the more and more lies come out some truth might come out but we're just going to assume it's lies because it's quote-unquote silly season where everybody's trying to not tip their hand on what they're going to do in the NFL draft now for those of you who are unaware draft day one on the NFL draft April 29th is just the first round day two is rounds two and three and then day three is four five six seven okay so coordinate your day accordingly if you want to stay up the entire time for rounds four, five, six, seven, because that is a long ass day for people, for players that most of you probably haven't heard of. So it's a, it takes a lot out of you, but I have successfully done that for the past five years. I've watched the entirety of the NFL draft, something I'm proud of and yet not proud of at the exact same time. Cause that means I'm not hanging out with anybody. <laughs> that means I'm sitting at home. Usually in my PJs or something. I haven't showered or anything the entire day. That's usually how those days go. But two weeks away from the NFL draft, and as we've said for the past few shows in a row, we are fully expecting, we we think we know the number one and two overall picks. We think we know it's Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. We are 100% sure. Well, no, we won't say a guarantee, 100% guarantee. 99% sure Trevor Lawrence... Is going number one to Jacksonville. And we are about 85 to 90% sure Zach Wilson's going number two to the Jets. Now, there's a lot of things that could happen, different variables could come up with this thing. But ever since we have gotten cl- every day we get close to the draft, everybody is saying it's going to be Zach Wilson. It's going to be Zach Wilson. Now it is a hundred percent, well, close to hundred percent. Again, I said 85 to 90. That's my gut feeling about it. But it looks like it's going to be him. Remember Chris Morton said on his pro day, the day before his pro day, it's Zach Wilson's job to lose. A few days or a few weeks later, Sam Donald straighted away. So uh, it's, I think Zach Wilson won the job. And then the draft at number three. Now, the draft doesn't really – I mean, it starts at three, I guess, because we know who's going to go. At least we think we know is going to go one and two. We don't necessarily know who's going to go three, but we know what position's going to go at three. It's going to be a quarterback. And as we get closer, the more – Stuff I read because again I don't have any sources in the matter, so I can't really go. Oh, my source told me about this. My very connected source told me this. I can't do that. I can go off what I read, and when then a gut feeling of the entire matter. And right now, it seems as if Mac Jones is going to be the pick at number three. We've talked about this at nauseum, the past couple shows, because it's gonna. Ha- it might happen. There's a very good chance it's gonna happen. I think Justin Fields has a shot. Because as we've said, he's got the relationship with Kyle Shanahan. He's gone to quarterback camps with him before. He's been coached by him. They have familiarity there. So maybe it's Justin Fields that they want to draft there. Maybe it is. Maybe 100% is. Maybe it's Trey Lance. Trey Lance has a pro day coming up, pro day number two. I don't think it'll be televised. Like Justin Fields, he just had his second pro day the other day. It wasn't televised. And for the teams I'm aware of that went, it was the Falcons, 49ers, and the Patriots. And their quarterback coaches are the people that were organizing their pro days. So John Beck for Josh, uh, Justin Fields. I don't remember who Trey Lance's guy is, but they weren't allowed to do anything. They were going to allow the coaches to toy with the quarterback, I guess. Give them plays and give them situations where they're going to have to make plays. I mean, it's on air. It's not in a game. So you're not really going to know. But it's, 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 you can see how fluid they are in things. And Mac Jones having two pro days. Already, both on television, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, deciding not to put their produce on television, at least for Justin Fields. Again, not 100% sure on that matter with Trey Lance. So, in that, let's just say this. We think, based off what we hear, we are pretty confident it goes Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. That's what it seems like right now. Four is where the draft really starts. Because the Falcons can do a lot of things with the fourth overall pick they could draft a quarterback and we assume it's going to be trey lance at least i assume it's going to be trey lance if they were to draft a quarterback unless of course he gets drafted by san francisco then they might draft just they'll probably draft justin fields or another position or a trade back who knows but let's just say trey lance is there if the falcons draft a quarterback i think it'll be trey lance if the falcons don't draft a quarterback and stay at four it'll be kyle pitts which is an obvious thing, pairing Kyle Pitts with Calvin Ridley, with Julio Jones, with Matt Ryan. This is a team that doesn't have a ton of holes on the roster. and They have question marks most notably on the defensive side of the ball, but this is not a bad team. And Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, the new GM and the new head coach, they feel like they can win with this group. And Kyle Pitts, though they have Hayden Hurst there, Kyle Pitts is another weapon that can be utilized in the offense more so as a wide receiver or tight. He could be used as tight end or wide receiver, which would greatly benefit the Falcons. Now, they need to figure out the run game. I would assume Arthur Smith would want to address that in day two of the draft. They're going to have a pretty early second-round pick. So you're most notable, you're most likely going to have a choice of one of the top running backs. Now, they could all be gone by that point. The top three running backs you would assume the guys of the Falcons are targeting and Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and Javante Williams from North Carolina. Those are the guys they're, I'm assuming, they're locked in on. And then if they don't do that, they could obviously draft an offensive lineman as well. They don't have necessarily a big need for an offensive lineman, but they have certain certain needs on the offensive line that could be met in this pick. Like guard, center, those are two positions on the O-line, more so than tackle, that could be addressed in the first round of the draft. And then the fourth option is... The trade back, and then there we have either an offensive lineman or a defensive player because, again, their defense isn't that great. They gave up a lot of leads last year. Their offense can score at will, but they can't hold leads to save their lives. So maybe they trade back with someone like the Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots, the Washington football team, and they get a stud defender. Now, out of those teams, I think the most likely team to trade all of their picks to move over to the fourth spot is, is the Washington football team. You just look at their draft history with Daniel Snyder at the, at the helm. If he sees a player he wants, he goes up and trades everything for the player. And now, if the organi- or the team wants it, like Daniel Snyder's different, but if Ron Rivera and co. want Trey Lance or someone like that, I would not be shocked at all if they unloaded all of their picks to get Trey Lance or get the quarterback they want. No, I don't think any player is really worth an entire draft, because it's a lot of holes you can fill in a team with an entire draft. But I don't think it would be their entire draft. I think that's more of, let's just hype this up a little bit. Oh my god, they're going to trade their entire draft. Don't think they'll trade their entire draft. No, they could. It's Daniel Snyder. He's the most unpredictable owner in the NFL. So he could do anything. He could stay put at 19. He could trade up to number one. We don't know what he could do. He could trade out of the first round. Like, he... Daniel Steiner is capable of anything, and that's what makes him scary and funny at the same time because sometimes those things make you laugh and make you chuckle a little bit. But if they won Trey Lance, I would not be shocked if they traded a lot of picks for the fourth overall pick. They have a relationship there with the Atlanta Falcons. We talked about that last show about some cogs in the Falcons organization are from the Washington organization. So maybe they use those connections to get – the fourth overall pick, and eventually draft Trey Lance. And like we said in the last show, they've got a system of quarterbacks that would work very nicely for Trey Lance. you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke. Those are guys that have played a lot of minutes in the NFL and have had relative success in the NFL. Taylor Heineke played great against the eventual Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ryan Fitzpatrick's had a very long NFL career. And Kyle Allen has played significant minutes for both Washington and Carolina, so I think that's a great situation for Trey Lance to go into and truly develop. But I would love to see him with Atlanta, and we'll see what Arthur Smith would do with a quarterback like Trey Lance, mold his offense around Trey Lance, getting to learn from Matt Ryan for two, at least two years. I think that would be awesome for Trey Lance. I'd be, I would, I would love it. And I like the Falcons a lot more than the Washington football team, anyways, because. My uncle, he's a big-time Falcons fan. He's a Deion Sanders fan. I was going to say he's from Atlanta. He's not. He's just. He was just a big Deion Sanders fan growing up, so he's just stuck with the Falcons ever since. And the main reason I think the Falcons are more likely to stay at four and draft a quarterback versus trading back is the fact that when are you going to have this opportunity again to draft your franchise quarterback? You think you can win now, and you think that – We're in a situation where we could be pretty good. You're not going to have a chance to draft a quarterback at the fourth overall spot. That chance will be leaving. Now, I would not fault them at all for trading out of the spot and accumulating more picks because, Lord knows, they have some holes that they could fill with all these picks. They could go a lot of different directions. They don't necessarily need to draft a quarterback, but it might be the smart choice to do here because you're looking at the future. The Falcons right now don't have a backup quarterback on their roster whether that's filled in free, well, if they trade for somebody or they draft somebody, who knows, second round maybe if they draft a quarterback. Maybe they fall in love with Davis Mills or something like that and want to draft him. But I just think with Trey Lance's skill set, I think he'd be beautiful in the Falcons' offense. And while we're talking about the draft, I would just like to remind all of you, and this is 100% happening, this is not something that, I, like I said last time, where I said it was going to happen and it didn't. No. Mock Draft 6.0 will be coming out Monday. I can promise you that. I don't know if I'll be doing a show on Monday because I've got some things going on this weekend, but the draft will be out. I have the reasoning done for every team except for three. Everything's st- everything's good. Everything's set up to go out Monday, and I'm very, very, very excited for Mock Draft 6.0 because this one's my favorite one, I believe, out of all of them. And I know that's what... You hear when like someone's releasing an album or something. Ah, oh, this is my favorite album that we've released. When it's not really the best, but you're trying to get it try to sell it. People won't buy it if you don't believe in the album. Like, oh yeah, this is easily the fourth best album we've had. No. That's the best album you've had. Regardless if you actually feel that or not, because Kendrick Lamar says Damn is his favorite album. I call BS on that. There is no way he views Damn higher. Than Good Kid, Mad City into Pippa Butterfly. There's no way. There's no way. I refuse to believe that. And I am one that loves Section 80. I would argue that even Section 80 might be a slightly better than. Dam- I have a more emotional connection with Section 80, but Damn's not better than the Pippa Butterfly and Good Kid, Mad City. That's just not true. And Kendrick Lamar is my favorite artist, so I've listened to all of his songs about a thousand times. So. I would like to think I have a very educated opinion on this. I refuse to believe Kendrick Lamar thinks "Damn" is his best album. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. But when he came out with that quote, it was after "Damn" was came out. I think he said that a, like a few months ago as well. That's not true. I refuse to believe that. No way, Kendrick. I refuse to. I refuse. I refuse to believe that. But yeah, I do really enjoy this mock draft. I've never really thought I would be done with one on a Thursday. And not really have to worry about it on the weekend. I'll probably get the whole stupid thing done tomorrow. So then i have all weekend to not stress about it. I might tinker a little bit with it every now and again. But I'm not changing it 100%. I'm locked in and I know what I like. And there's picks that I have. I can fluctuate and be confident with either pick going there. like Either player going to either team. I, I feel like I have enough with this draft where I can fix it and not take hours out of my day writing it up. Now, it's pretty long. I can't remember exactly how long it is, but most all of my mock drafts are really long. So, yeah. If you don't want to read all of it, just go to your team, just click on it, just for a little bit, please. <laughs> it would mean a lot. It'd be great success if you did that. But before Mock Draft 6.0 can come out on Monday, we've got some other sports coming out this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. We have the start of the 2021 MLS season yes 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 I'm very very excited for the start of the MLS season ho oh boy Sporting Kansas City will play this Saturday against New York Red Bulls the game will be on ESPN plus at 7 pm if you would like to watch Sporting Kansas City versus the New York Red Bulls I would fully I'm fully expecting Sporting Kansas City to win made some nice signings lost some good players but made some good signings this offseason to hopefully be better tooled to make a better run at MLS Cup 2021. Unlike last year, hopefully players can stay healthy as well. Alan Polito, not being healthy towards the latter part of the season, really hurt Sporting Kansas City. So if he stays healthy, he's going to explode this year. Johnny Russell was given the captaincy, great success. Love that Johnny Russell was named captain. I'm just excited. I'm excited for every start of the MLS season, but I feel like Sporting could do something this year. Where last year, I just thought they'd be improved. Because the season before, I think they finished 11th in the Western Conference. I think I predicted them to finish 3rd, and they won the Western Conference. Don't know how, but they won it. This year, I'm going in expecting them to have a great season. Which is awesome feeling to have. You love being confident in your team going into your season. Especially when you're as pessimistic as a fan as I am. But man, I'm excited. Here's the slate of games for this weekend. For the MLS, the first game of the season is against the Houston Dynamo, unless they've changed their name, because a lot of teams did uh, rebrands this year. I can't remember if they changed their name to the Houston Dynamo. They changed their logo. But, man, as long as they have those disgusting orange seats and those disgusting orange jerseys, I'll never really like the Houston Dynamo. And they'll play the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, The next game will be on FS1, which is the big game of this, at least tomorrow anyways, or today when you're listening to this, Seattle Sounders versus Minnesota United. This is a Western Conference semifinal rematch. Reminder, Seattle Sounders beat the Minnesota United in the last like two minutes of the game. It was right after the Bills 49ers game, I believe, because I was in my basement with my dad. We were going absolutely insane. And my friend Noah is a Minnesota United fan, sporting in Minnesota United. Our rivals, to a certain extent, not necessarily bitter rivals or anything, but they're rivals. And I was just texting him, making fun of him the entire time. Because that's that's what I like to do. And I get it from my dad. Because <laughs> he came over a couple days later and was like, Logan, I didn't make fun of you when Minnesota United beat sporting. Well, I got it from my dad. <laughs> I can't help it. But yeah, Seattle versus Minnesota should be a very, very fun game. Then we have Montreal, Club de Football de Montreal, Club Football de Montreal, or something like that. It's no longer Montreal Impact. I will continue to call him that though because that's what I, it's been ingrained into my head. They'll be taking on Toronto FC. That game will be on Saturday at 1. Other games on Saturday include Orlando City versus Atlanta United, who I would fully expect to bounce back after a very bad last year, which started off terribly by losing Joseph Martinez to this for the season with the torn ACL. Hopefully he's back and fully healthy, because that will be key for Minnesota United going into the season. Then you got LAFC versus Austin FC which is Matthew McConaughey's team. They're an expansion team in the MLS. That game will be on Fox, okay? So make sure you tune into that at 5 p.m. Saturday to watch LAFC, a former expansion team, take on the newest expansion team in the MLS. Then you got DC United versus New York City FC. Dallas FC, FC Dallas versus Colorado Rapids. Then we got the New York Red Bulls versus Sporting Kansas City. Chicago Fire taking on the New England Revolution. And finally, the last game on Saturday is Nashville versus FC Cincinnati. Then moving on to Sunday, we got Inter-Miami taking on the LA Galaxy. That game will be on ABC at 2, if you want to tune into that game. Then we got the Columbus Crew versus the Philadelphia Union on FS1 at 430. I'm very intrigued to see how the Philadelphia Union do this season. After losing Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie right after last season, Mark McKenzie going to Genk in Belgium. Brendan Aronson obviously going to RB Salzburg in Austria. Those are two very big pieces. Brendan Aronson was arguably the best young player in the MLS before he left, and Mark McKenzie was an MLS Defender of the Year candidate. Now, they still got Andre Blake there. They still got other key players there, but I'm just intrigued without two of their best players, how they'll be going into the season. Columbus Crew, obviously the reigning MLS Cup champions. They brought back most people, if I'm not mistaken, so it'll be, see if they can repeat after last year's success. Then the last game is the Vancouver Whitecaps versus the Portland Timbers. Part one of the Cascadia Cup, which involves Portland, Vancouver, and Seattle. Very good rivalry, but I totally... I mean, Vancouver's been the worst for however many years now. And with Orlando City, I didn't really mention this earlier. We brought up their game against Atlanta United. We brought up Joseph Martinez, one of the best strikers in the MLS. Orlando might lose more than likely will lose one of the best young strikers in the MLS, and Daryl DK, who's been balling out for Barnsley over in the English Championship. They're in the promotion hunt right now, which is crazy to think about with Barnsley. And he's been a main reason on why there might be promoted this year. And he's getting linked with all these big money moves, about $20 million is what they've been going throwing around. Because they've said he's more valuable than Alfonso Davies when he went over from Vancouver to Bayern Munich, and now he's one of the most expensive left-backs in the world. Daryl D. K. could he do the exact same thing over in England? He's that big-bodied striker. He's doing awesome over there. Orlando City did sign Alexander Pato, who I kind of forget about, but if you go back and watch early 2010's Alexander Pato when he was with AC Milan, that's a fun Alexander Pato to watch. But notice how I said... Early 2010s. It's been a long time since he has been a well known and very feared striker. Now, he was at Chelsea for a little bit. That didn't work out. So, I'm intrigued to see how Alexander Pato does with Orlando City. The inner Miami, they've got all these bigger names. Philip Neville's coming over to be the manager of them. Uh, He's just the manager of the English women's national team. So, we'll see how he does over here. They've got a few other big name players. I think Jillian Lescott's coming over here as well. So I'm intrigued to see how Inter Miami do. They're going to they're trying to buy all the big names in Europe, but they're all the problem is with that. They're all like 34, 35 years old. They're not the same players they once were. This isn't like LA Galaxy getting a somewhat in prime David Beckham. That's not the same thing. And David Beckham is trying to get all these big name players over here. But it's not really working out right now. I mean, I mean, you're getting big name players, Gonzalo Higuaín, Blaise Matuidi, but Will it work out? Not a lot of people are expecting very high things for Inter-Miami this year. Time will tell. Antoine Griezmann seems like he could be a very viable option here in the coming years. Cristiano Ronaldo could want to come over here. Lionel Messi could want to come over here eventually. Not as when they're still the top players in the world, though, but I think Griezmann might pull a David Beckham and come over a lot sooner than what people are expecting him to. He hasn't had the greatest time at Barcelona. I could totally see him being one of those guys that comes to the MLS probably five years too early or five years sooner than everybody was expecting him to. So with the MLS kicking off this weekend, I thought it'd be fun. We haven't done one of these in a while. It is an MLS jersey tier list. So the MLS and soccer in general come out with new jerseys or kits, whatever you want to call them, every season. Now the MLS is a little different than teams across the pond in Europe where they release new kits every single season. MLS alternates with home and away jerseys, so sometimes you'll have a team get a new home jersey but keep the away jersey from last year. That's what Sporting Kansas City did. They just changed the sponsor on the front. Other times you'll see them change the other way around. Sometimes they might change both of them. Sometimes they might just add a third jersey or add a new jersey and keep one of the other ones as a third jersey. You never know. And I'm intrigued. I like a lot of these jerseys. But some of them look very similar, like Minnesota United's uh, away jersey, I think it's their away jersey, it looks like Sporting Kansas City's jersey from the 2000s, when they were just transitioning from Kansas City Wizards to Sporting Kansas City, that's what it looks like. So the creativity in the MLS and their jersey department is not great, that might come down to it being a problem of that the entire league is sponsored by Adidas, whereas overseas, in like the Premier League, you've got... Manchester United sponsored by Adidas. Manchester City sponsored by Puma. Tottenham's by Nike. Then you got uh Liverpool by Nike as well. They were just new balance, but now they're back. They're Nike. And then you got uh, Everton's Umbro. I think no, they're Hump they got a B on their shirt. It's not humble. It might be Humble. I don't know what it's called. But there's a lot of different brands over there. I don't know why they can't do that with the MLS instead of trying to expand every single season. Just give them jerseys that they can actually create because it cuts out of the creativity and then I like seeing new jerseys every year. I don't want to see just one jersey change. Unless it's great, unless it's fantastic. But I like the idea of transitioning to new jerseys every season. But there's tier list. I don't think everybody changed their jersey or introduced a new jersey this season, but we've got a decent amount of jerseys on here. So here are the teams that we'll be ranking today. We've got Atlanta United da- Austin FC Club de Football de Montreal, or whatever they call themselves. Chicago Fire released two New Jerseys, uh, Colorado Rapids. Then we got the Columbus Crew, FC Cincinnati, FC Dallas, the Houston Dynamo, Inter Miami, LA Galaxy, LAFC, Minnesota United, DC United, or Real Salt Lake, New England Revolution, Club de Football de Montreal again, but they didn't put them next to each other for some reason. Nashville SC, NYCFC, New York Red Bulls, Orlando City SC. Philadelphia Union, Portland Timbers, San Jose Earthquakes, Seattle Sounders, Toronto FC, and Vancouver White So they didn't throw Sporting Kansas City's jersey on here. Did I did they not have them in here? They don't. Huh. I didn't even realize that. I thought Sporting Kansas City would definitely be in here. But we got these ones right now. For those of you who don't know, Sporting Kansas City's jersey. We'll talk about that one just since it's just not on the list, apparently. It's got hoops. Around it, I love it. I already ordered a new one. I've got it in my closet upstairs. Nice jersey. Nice jersey. But we'll start off with the jerseys that are on here. We'll go with the jerseys that are on here. We'll be fine. We don't be butthurt about this. But this first one is Atlanta United's new home kit. So For those unaware, Atlanta United has the nickname the Five Stripes for some reason. Because they're the only team in the world that has five stripes. They have five vertical stripes going down their jersey. But you can only do so much with vertical stripes. It's like Celtic over in Scotland. You can only do so much with hoops. you got to change it up every once in a while. Barcelona, they change their jersey every once in a while. But everybody knows them as the red and blue vertical stripes. But sometimes they switch it up. They've had a gradient one a few years ago. They've changed it up a few times. They have a different jersey now, I believe. But they've made their jerseys different at times. This one, the stripes are so narrow. It just comes down like the neck width. And they got those very high colors. I like black jerseys a lot, but I'm not a fan of the stripes being so close together. I'm throwing this in C tier. So we got normal tier list, S, A, B, C, D tier. I'm going to throw those in C tier just because they're so tight. They're so skinny. And this is subject to change. This is not the set order for these jerseys. If you don't don't know what I'm talking about or don't know what these jerseys look like while you're reading this, go to footyheadlines.com. And it's got 2021 MLS kit overview, all 27 teams, Adidas jerseys released. And we've got the new ones. You can just scroll through with me. There's one halfway down the page or something. And we'll talk about those jerseys. And you can just follow along with that. So the next one, Austin FC, they released two jerseys. Austin FC with the green in black stripes. I actually dig this. I'm not a huge fan of green and black or green on jerseys, but I like that. I actually kind of like this. I kind of like this jersey. The white one, I like how plain... I I do like how plain it is. I I don't like that giant collar, though. That collar is so high. Sporting Kansas City's away jersey last year has that exact same collar. It's high. It's like pretty much touching the back of your head. It's so high. And I would rank that one a little bit lower than the green and black one. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but the Yeti sponsors actually kind of fits... With the jersey. I don't know. I kind of like the white, though. I think I might just throw them both in beads here. They're all right, jerseys. Chicago Fire with their navy blue jersey. Uh, just really plain, isn't it? It's not really a lot to talk about with this jersey. It's all navy blue with red on the shoulders and red on the cuffs of the sleeves. It's very, very plain. Chicago Fire had the worst rebrand of any team. In sports, them and the Washington football team. But I think Washington could pull it off. Chicago just was like, okay, we are going to rebrand now. Oh, but we don't have anything ready. Okay, just rip off the old logo, the old jerseys, and throw this awesome logo on. And this new logo stinks. I don't like this logo at all. The jersey's just extremely plain. I'm going to throw that in C tier for now. For their away jersey, it's got stripes on it, but they're very thin stripes. They're all horizontal stripes. A lot of them. It's got some sort of pattern in it. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's got some sort of pattern in there. Maybe if I was a fan of Chicago Fire, I would know better. But I kind of like that. I kind of like it. It's got it's. I think it's a navy blue all around, which I kind of like. I'll just I'll just throw that in in B tier. I guess again, this is all subject to change. This isn't gonna keep the one hundred percent. This isn't gonna stay like this for a hundred percent of the time. Montreal Impact or the Club Football Day Montreal is got this black jersey. It looks more like a goalkeeper jersey to be quite honest with you. But I like it. I like it. I like the black jersey. It's got the new club crest all over the jersey which I kind of like as well. It's got it's got nice patterns on the inside of it. The new logo Club de Foot Montreal, Club de Foot Montreal. I like that. I like this jersey. This will probably be my first A-tier one. I don't I'm not a huge fan of the big white logo in the middle of the jersey, so that might dock it down to B tier, but we'll keep it in A tier for right now, because I kind of like that jersey, for the away one, it's like that weird bone color, isn't it, like the, the LA Rams bone color jersey, it's just all right, I mean, it's got verticals, thin vertical stripes on it, or big vertical stripes, you want to say that, because there's thin and vertical, I mean, it's just C tier, it's nothing, nothing there, it's black and bone, I guess, Columbus Crew, they released a silver jersey or a silver-ish jersey, I guess. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's like someone cleaned the jersey a little bit. but Or it looks like a jersey was folded and then they got it dirty and then unfolded it. I'm just not a huge fan of it. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that jersey. So I'm going to throw that in C tier. FC Dallas, a team I'm not a huge fan of because they always send... Tend to play sport in Kansas City. Very, very tough. I don't know if this is their away jersey or their new home jersey, but I I dig this jersey. It's like uh, very light blue. It's their away, their new away jersey. It's got a nice spot. The sponsor fits with it. I think it's a navy blue sponsor. The red Adidas logo is very nice as well. I'll throw, I'll throw FC Dallas jersey, in a tier. I like that. I kind of like that jersey. Next we've got DC United's new away jersey. I don't know why it's blue. I don't know why it's red, white, and blue. I mean, I get it's in D.C., the D.C. area, Washington, D.C., but their logo and colors are black and red, and there's no black other than the logo on this jersey. I don't get why it's blue. I don't really like that. Does that that just sound weird to anybody else, or is that just me, where I find that weird? I like the jersey otherwise, but it just looks odd. It looks kind of out of place. I'll th- I might move that up to B, because I like the red, white, and blue. I like the colors of blue and red they use there, but it just feels weird with the black logo. FC Cincinnati, not a fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of orange in general. This will probably be my first D tier one. It's navy blue. It's got royal blue stripes in it as well. It's got orange stripes. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like their logo either. I'm not a fan of what FC Cincinnati's doing. I'm just not a fan of it. They look bad on it. On the pitch, and they look bad off the pitch. Next one, Inter-Miami. Their jerseys are really plain. They have nothing on them. They've just got a logo. Their home one's white. Their away one's black. That's it. There's nothing going on in these jerseys. I'm putting that in C tier. Maybe even D tier. I don't know. This is not a very... Is there any, like... Is there a pattern on it or something? I guess there's, like, palm trees. In it so they at least tried some. I kind of like the palm trees though. I like that there's at least something there. We'll have to see what that looks like in person because on the picture they have, it looks all right. I might, ah, no, we'll keep that in C tier for now. Houston Dynamo. It's just an orange jersey. I hate orange. I'm throwing that in the bottom tier. It might not look that bad to you, but I'm not a fan of orange and they do not pull it off. They're got orange everywhere. And then FC or LAFC. With this weird bone black that says Los Angeles on the sleeves, like on the cuffs of the sleeves, it's got the target logo, it's got flex power tools, their new main cert jersey sponsor. They were YouTube TV for a while when they first came in the league. Now they're flex power tools with I don't know. It's I don't know if I like the cuffs on the sleeves. I might throw that in D tier. I'm not a fan of that jersey at all. LAFC or LA Galaxy. See, this is what you do when you change, throw in colors that aren't in your logo. You make the logo black or make it some other color. Like LA Galaxy, this is a straight ripoff of the Leeds United jersey. Leeds United's away jersey is this jersey, which I'm not a fan of that they didn't have any creativity in that whatsoever, and they just literally they literally stole it from Leeds United. I mean, they're made by the same kit, kit suppliers that he does, but I don't, you gotta have some sort of creativity in that, don't you? It's just Leeds jersey. It's nothing that the LA, well, I guess it's kind of similar to what they had when they first came in the league, but it's Leeds United. Now, I'm gonna have to look this up just to make sure I don't sound stupid, because it might look a little different, I guess. But I'm just gonna look up Leeds away jersey this season. If it would pop up, which it's not popping up, there it is. So the only difference is, that there's not gold stripes on the Leeds United jersey, and the stripe on the top's gold, not white. It's the exact same jersey. I'm throwing that in D-tier for lack of creativity. Minnesota United, it's just plain. I hate their home jerseys with the giant wing on them. I hate those things. But I I like light blue, and though it's an exact clone of Sporting Kansas City's jersey... I like the color. I'll throw it in B tier because it is exactly like a sporting Kansas City jersey, but I think it's got some sort of texture on the jersey. I think it's got some sort of like snow texture on it or something or snow pattern on it. But, I mean, it's just a sporting Kansas City jersey, really. I, mean, I like it, though. I do like, I might throw it in A tier. I might throw it in A. Again, this is all subject to change. New England Revolution. Now, this is something I didn't notice until I just looked at this. They have two different stripes on their jersey. They have the Adidas stripe on the top of the shirt, and they have a cuff around the sleeve. Both are different colors. The left side of the jersey is all navy blue. At least I assume that's navy blue or black. Not really sure. And then the right side is a, like, cyan color. But why don't you just keep your logo? I don't know what they did with the logo. I mean, the logo's black, I guess, because they have red in, red in their logo. They don't have red on the jersey. Again, DC United take notes. I'm glad they didn't throw their home jersey on here because those things are atrocious. And their logo is bad, too. They need a rebrand bad. This is the only team that I can think of in the MLS right now that has had zero rebrands in their existence. They have the same logo. They have the same disgusting uniforms. Edit it a little bit. Just a little bit. It's like the Denver Broncos. They haven't changed their look since the 90s. Like, change it a little bit. <laughs> Just give give it some sort of update for some reason. Just for anything, just give it an update, but I mean, I don't dislike it, I guess, where's it at on here, it's at there, I'll, th- I don't know if I, the, it's, it's a B or C tier, I'll throw it at the, it's got some sort of stripe on it too, going down the jersey, and it's like a different color, even on the side, I don't know, it's interesting, I might throw it a B tier, I kind of like it, I kind, kind of like it, Nashville SC, they got some patterns on it. It looks like an Ajax jersey. It's just an Ajax jersey. Like, Adidas, can you have some sort of creativity for these teams? This is an Ajax jersey. Nashville SC's jersey is an Ajax jersey. Ajax away kit 2021. Let's just see what this looks like. Okay, it's not that one because that's a throwback one. Where's their? They had a navy blue one. Just so I can see this real quick because... It looks just like this. Who wore it? That's, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. They're 2010. I mean, that's not the exact one I was looking for, but that's what it looks like. It's an Ajax jersey. It is an Ajax jersey. And for that reason, I don't like that like they're neon yellow either. I don't know why they didn't, I don't know why they're so bright. I'm going to throw it in D tier. I'm not a fan of it. Now, this might be the worst tier list ever. I'm not really a fan of the tier list right now. NYCFC, I like it, I like it, I'm going to throw that straight in A tier, we'll adjust it at the end to see who has an S tier jersey, but they got nice little textures in it, they got the stripes that you can barely see on it, but it's nice little touch to it, you've got an NYCFC logo in the middle of the jersey too, I like it, I like NYCFC's jerseys, even though they're direct copies of Manchester City's jerseys, because that's their parent club, New York Red Bulls? It's got some checkered flag pattern on it without actually being checkered flag. I'm gonna throw that straight in C tier. I mean, it's nothing to look at. You got checkered pads, on, checkered pattern on it. You got the Red Bull logo. You look like all the other Red Bull teams. We'll throw that in there. Philadelphia Union. This was interesting. This was not something I expected from this season for Philadelphia Union. That's going straight in A tier. Philadelphia Union one. It's got like lightning bolts on it. It's this royal royal blue. This light blue jersey. It looks like a Saint Los Angeles Chargers jersey, kind of. But I like it. I like that they changed the colors of the logo to match the jersey again. DC United, take notes. It matches. I like it. I like it a lot. Real Salt Lake. It's got some patterns on it as well. I'm not really sure what the pattern is. Is it flowers? I'm not even sure. It's got it's a it's an interesting jersey. They changed the color of the logo again. To match their jersey. So I might just deduct DC United just for that. Because <laughs> they're the only team that changed colors but would refuse to change the color of their jersey or the logo. I'll throw the Real Salt Lake one in B tier. I kind of like it. It's very plain, but I like the texture they have on it. I kinda like it. I kinda like it. Orlando City, they it's not it's not gradient, but it is gradient at the same time. But it works for them. I like this one. I'll throw that one in A tier. I like Orlando City's jerseys. I like the purple they go for. I like how the, the white accents it. And I, li- I kind of like the, the lines they've got in the middle of their jersey. Because it's not great, but it kind of is at the exact same time. It's weird. Portland Timbers. I kind of like this one. I might por- I'm going to throw Portland Timbers in B tier. Even though it's green, and I said I'm not a huge fan of green jerseys, I like this one. I like that it's two different shades. It looks like one of their older jerseys, if I remember correctly. If I'm I might just be completely making that up right now, but I like it. I kind of like it. it might be in the high end of C tier, but I do like the jersey. Uh San-, San Jose Earthquakes, this is their new home one. Their away jersey stinks. This looks a little different than what they're usually known to rock. I'll throw this one straight in B tier. I like this jersey. I like it. I like the royal blue that they use for it. It's got white and black, and it. it looks like a San Jose Earthquakes jersey. I like the jersey. I like it. Seattle Sounders. This is the most interesting jersey on the list by far. Not even close. It's the it's so weird, but I like it. It's weird in a good way. It's got so many different colors going on. It's got like neon yellow, orange, purple, black, white. I don't know. I like it. (laughs) It's weirdly weird that I like that, but I do, in fact, like it. Toronto FC? No. No. That's going straight in D tier. I do not like their Toronto FC jersey at all. I'm not even going to go more into that. And Vancouver Whitecaps. They haven't changed their jerseys whatsoever, I think, their entire existence as well. That looks like the same jersey that Alfonso Davies wore when he was first in the MLS. And now... That's it. We've got every jersey done. And we've got an exact the exact same number of spots are in the same oh we didn't even we forgot about Colorado Rapids. It's green and white. It's kind of (laughs) it. We'll throw that in C tier, I guess. If I had to choose the best jersey in the MLS, the best jersey in the MLS this season, I don't know who I'd pick. It's close. Between all these jerseys, I think it might I I kind of I can I kind of like the Seattle Sounders one, but I'm going to give it to the Philadelphia Union. I'm going to give it to them. Now, if you don't like this tier, tier list whatever, but here we go. It's due to adjust a little bit as we go through the rest of the jerseys. But here we go. So we've got Seattle or Philadelphia Union in S tier. I think that's fair. Then we got Montreal Impact or Club Football Montreal Club de Foot Fu- Montreal or something like that. Minnesota, NYCFC, Orlando, Seattle. Do I want to change up something real quick? Because no, I think we're fine. I think we're. I think I want to move down uh, Minnesota's just because of how similar it is to Sporting's. I want to switch them with somebody. I'm gonna move FC Dallas's one down as well because I just know I'll keep it like that. I think that B tier is fine. I think B tier is fine. So A tier we have Montreal. We have NYCFC Orlando and Seattle. Then we've got Austin FC, both of their jerseys. FC Dallas, Minnesota United, Chicago Fire, they're away one. Uh, New England Revolution. We might lower down because again, there's two different colors on it, but I kind of like it. It's a very weird jersey. Real Salt Lake, FC Cincinnati and Portland Timber, C tier, Atlanta United. Just because the stripes are so freaking narrow. Chicago Fire, their home one, Club de Foot Montreal, Columbus Crew, DC United, FC Dallas, Inter-Miami, their away jersey, New York Red Bulls and Colorado Rapids, D-tier, FC Cincinnati, Houston Dynamo, who's that one, LAFC? LA Galaxy just based strictly on the fact that, that is that's Leeds United's jersey. Then we've got Nashville SC, Toronto FC, and Montreal Impact because that's just the same jersey. They just keep crapping out the same jersey every freaking year and get away with it. Man, this is probably a terrible jersey rankings. I didn't really get it. I should have looked and studied a little bit more and looked at the facts of the jerseys. And I would have, I had a preview set up for today. But then I realized, oh crap. I haven't done enough research to do this yet because MLS's opening week snuck up on me. I completely spaced this off that it was MLS opening weekend this week. So I don't have a preview ready. I'll do it next Friday. I promise full MLS preview so I can do more research about what teams did this offseason. It just snuck up on me, and I apologize for that. I'm really sorry about that. Because I I remembered to do it today. (laughs) I typed up a crappy revision today, but we'll adjust it. We'll adjust it come next week, and we'll actually do it. And again, Mock Draft 6.0 will be out this Monday, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And with that being said, I've been Logan Blackman. This is The Logan Blackman Show, and I will see you guys later. Peace.